Blog Talk Radio. to each and every one of you. Today, I have Mata here with me, and as most of you know, this is Lord Dayel, and I've been off for about a week just uh, taking care of myself and spending time with my family and just enjoying everything there is, and it has really been very nourishing. So I am glad to be back after celebrating on the 10th my 200th show. It feels like I'm starting all over again, and I'm starting with Mata. And today uh, she's starting off with the it's the 201st, but to me it feels like the first. And it's so appropriate, transcending fear step-by-step step and healing into consciousness. Now, Mata is very, very gentle. This is how I perceive her. You may perceive her differently, but to me, she's a very gentle, spiritual mystic, um, and her voice just will embrace you and take you in and take you where you need to be. And as you listen to her and allow your heart to be open to receive, you will understand what I'm talking about. She is also international, internationally acclaimed master healer, and her leading-edge perspective on healing and enlightenment offers clarity, guidance, and major transformation in this time of profound shift in global consciousness. Mata is also the founder of an evolutionary new healing method, the Dalian Method for health and consciousness, which offers a practical solution for spontaneous individuals, society, and the planet. And her website is www.healingintoconsciousness.com. Again, it's www.healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G, into, I-N-T-O, consciousness, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-N-E-S-S, Dot com. And my website is www.celestial-energies.com, which is C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L-E-N-E-R-G-I-E-S.com. Now, today, we, we will be talking about transcending fear step-by-step and healing into consciousness. And Mata will discuss healing the ego into consciousness. She will reveal the significance and purpose of the ego and take us through the seven stages of its development to the point of its final surrender and transformation. Now, this is extremely, extremely deep. And 
she has written a book, and I was reading her book, and it's not a book that you can just sit back and read. And when I started reading it, I thought, well, well, I can just sit back and read. Not so. It's a book. It's a workbook. And each chapter, you will find some exercises and processes that you really have to get into. So when you read the book, don't think that you can sit down, but know that it's going to take you deeper than wherever you are and that you will learn. You will have to do some exercises and some work. A lot of us think that we can just, you know, open up and say, okay, let it be done. No, you have to work for whatever it is and then learn the lessons that you are to learn. So rather than me keep talking, because this really, like I said, goes very, very deep. Uh, Mata, would you um, step right on in and talk more about yourself and how you came about all of this? Welcome, Mata. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for having me on your show. And uh, hello to everyone who is listening. Um, the work, as you said, yes, um, it's what's what's really important is for us to understand that all our challenges in life are opportunities. And this is where many people miss out because we're so trained to to think that um, a problem needs to be fixed. And we're so um, geared into thinking that feeling bad or feeling emotional or or, um, any kind of uh, challenges that we're experiencing in our life, we, we tend to judge them. And because we judge them and expect something else, this is how we get, we go astray, basically. We go astray from our own being and from recognizing who we are and what is our purpose here and what is it that we're here to learn. So the book, in a way, gives a beautiful perspective on the purpose of life, uh, understanding to what are we here to do, how are we developing, how are we growing, what are the steps that we need to go through. And, of course, the challenges, and um, once we pass through a certain challenge and grow internally, individually, how we actually expand our energy, our consciousness, and how our life changes. Because just expecting life to change without doing any work, just like you were saying, it's, it's, it's a mess. It does not really happen. But the moment we take the trouble to look inside and say, okay, I'm going to look inside and see why do I feel the way I feel. What is it that I need to learn from this situation? The moment we do that, suddenly a door opens, a window opens, and suddenly the whole perspective on life changes. And that's where we find the joy that we're looking for. Because, you know, the, the, the happiness, the joy is not outside. We think it's outside and depends on other people or, or life circumstances. But truly, the joy is within each one of 
us, it's, 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 we're already come with it. We're made of the substance called joy. So all we need to do is find it inside. And once we find it, then we understand that the whole universe is made of that same substance. Then all our anxiety, fear, pain, all those things start dissolving because the moment we learn that, the moment we understand that, we don't need to go through suffering anymore. This is what is called the end of suffering. Mm-hmm. Mm. And how did you come about the uh, Dalian method? That that um, the method itself, it, it's just, it's actually an interesting story, which um, I'm writing in my second book, which will come out with the method and the, and the, actually the CD that would guide people through the method. Basically, when I was a, when I was a child, I used to be able to read energy and the thoughts and emotions that people were feeling in their bodies. So, in other words, if somebody would say one thing, I would see that internally they're thinking something else and they're feeling something else. And we all know that we do that, right? Mm -hmm. We don't really say what we feel. We don't Mm -hmm. really expose our true inner thoughts and feelings. And socially we learn to be a certain way, to, to... say certain things to you know behave in a socially acceptable way not to show our anger not to show our fear not to show our emotions so when i started seeing that i was really confused as a child and i was like what what's going on what am i supposed to do with this because i see that everything is topsy-turvy here the adults around me are, are saying one thing thinking another thing so something doesn't feel right and um and of course the 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 journey that i started of self exploration also started about the same time when i was about 5 years old and i saw my grandfather die and uh i saw him struggle he he had cancer so he was really going through a lot of pain and when he died i realized that life is temporary and I realized that everybody's going to die, including me. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, well, if life is temporary, if I'm only here for for a limited period of time, then who am I? Where am I coming from? Where do I go after I die? And what is my purpose here? What am I here to, to learn? Why am I here to start with? Mm-hmm. So right. those were the very important questions that sooner or later we all need to ask, and sooner or later... We do ask whether it's, you know, in the beginning of our life, the end of our life. For me, it happened in the beginning of my, of my life because I've actually been exploring this question for even before I was born in other lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So um, then I uh, I got to obviously do all the normal things that we all get to do when we go to school and become part of the the social sort of structure and uh, went to university and uh, when i was 24 i i was lucky enough to come across um a woman who gave me this book 
to read by the mystic Indian mystic Osho and um, and another mystic uh, Gurdjieff. So when I read those books, it sort of like sparked that quest again for me and that was the beginning i was 24 years old and that was the beginning where i i reconnected with that with that experience and that awareness and i thought this is it i need to this is where i need to put my energy into and i basically left behind my my degrees and my education and i had studied as a matter of fact i had studied education and i studied architecture and um, left it all behind, and I just focused on my meditation and finding who I am. I needed to find that answer. So after after years of very focused meditation, well, precisely when I was 33, I had this experience where I understood, basically became became the light that we think. So I experienced it and I understood that there is a separation between the ego that thinks I am and the knowingness of the I am, which is recognition that I'm eternal and I'll never die and I'm not separate from anyone or anything in the universe. So, mm. And that the whole universe is actually um, it, it, the creation itself. Whatever is being in creation is what generates the feeling of joy and we we all know anybody who even creates something small even like a, a little you know a painting you do or you 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 cook create a meal there's that sense of joy that arises that that something you created something new that you were able to create so the whole universe creates that way that's why we call the native people call you know, great spirit, the creator, or we call mm -hmm. the creator God. But mm -hmm. that's what it is. That creation generates that, that sense of joy. So the whole universe celebrates creation of joy, and we are made of it. We're, we're, we're not separate from it. But mm -hmm. then we forget about it, and then the ego comes in and puts a bubble around that, that consciousness that we already are, and mm -hmm. then we accumulate those layers, uh, become more and more unconscious, and then those clouds accumulate and cover up that light. So for me, having gone through those layers, personal layers, going into my unconscious, releasing those layers, and experiencing that light, that the who I am that I was searching for, and understanding that oneness that we all are, then it was like, the end of the searching in a way that I realized that the, the journey is the goal. There's nothing really to achieve. It was like we need to remember who we already are. Mm -hmm. That's what the search is all about. And the moment you, you see, you remember, then you realize that I'm not going to die. I'm just, I'm just changing forms. I'm traveling through the universe. Right now I'm on the planet Earth. And I could be somewhere else, you know, uh, afterwards when, when I'm ready to travel and go somewhere else. Or maybe, I, uh, you know, I have come from somewhere else. And many people already know that they're not, you know, we're, we're all passing through the, from one place to another place. And 
the more we grow, the more we expand, the more we can contribute, and the more we can make the world a better place. So mm. after this experience, I rec- reconnected with the ability to read thought forms. It just happened that that um, I was working. I was working at the time, uh, and I lived in India for four years prior, prior, so prior to coming back to the West again. And um, I was working in social services, and I thought I'm going to go back to India for a, a vacation. Like I took a month off, and they were offering. Um, this was at the Osho um, ashram. They were offering energy healing course so so i thought why not let me participate and then that's where i reconnected with disability and then i thought wow this is incredible i can read people's unconscious i can see the layers of their unconscious i could see the causes of their problems to where it started um and then it was okay okay i see all this so then how can i help people to to see that themselves and erase those imprints, the original imprints that are keeping them in that unconscious state and keeping their pain, um, creating their pain and creating their illness. Mm -hmm. And then I started exploring with working with people one-on-one and um, gradually developed this method that can very quickly help people release all those imprints from the body, all those repressed thoughts and emotions um, out from the body, and it's it's a cellular memory. And when that happens, the light of consciousness, which is already within each person, because everybody comes with it, we can never lose it because we are mm. it. So that immediately comes to the forefront and as it does, it erases the, the whole pers- or, or the whole perspective on life changes. So the way you see life changes, the way you understand life changes, and this is where you you really find something that nobody can take away. This is where you feel empowered. And understand that I have, I am a creator. I have the power to create whatever I want, and I'm not dependent on other people's approval or disapproval. So all those uh, um, little, you know, things that create punctures in our energy, and the ego, the I call it the wounded ego in the book mm-hmm. when I'm describing the process. That that wounded ego that that punctures the holes in our energy that suddenly gets all healed, and the energy becomes more self-sufficient. All the holes get closed up, and the the person becomes more like an individual who understands I've got the power in my hand, I can create and and okay now that I know this I don't depend on other people's approval disapproval or opinion. Now I can look inside and see what are my gifts because I understand that m- me and every single person has their own gifts. Nobody has the gifts I have because nobody has traveled my journey. So mm-hmm. that's where we find our life purpose, you see. People try to find it intellectually with their mind, but they don't understand that you cannot find it outside. It's all inside. And the way you find it is by removing the cobwebs 
and then you see what your gift is. And also, just imagine, if you didn't have the power that that recognizes, the consciousness that recognizes that that I'm responsible to live what I have. It's my life. It's my gift, and I'm responsible to live them. Nobody can live them for me. Till you come to realize that how can you actually live your gifts because you're always going to depend on other people approving or disapproving. So then obviously you can't live 100% what you have. So this is the process and this healing method um, uh, actually, I was working with it since 97, one-on-one with people. And since the past two, three years, I've been developing a self-healing um, version of it. And I'm absolutely impressed how how powerful mm-hmm. it is and how people are able to actually use it and on their own. Because this is the time we need to start taking responsibility for our own transformation and this is a tool which comes at this time where human consciousness on the planet is ready and recognizes many people recognize that i've got to do this myself i can't depend on other people doing it for me so so this is the the modality that comes at this time and you know existence always brings things when we're ready to receive them mm-hmm. and um and uh, this is it. So I'm almost 95% uh, finished with with the second book and the uh, and the CD that will go with that. And then I'll be I'll be helping um, other people who are, who are in this healing work, doing healing work already, to help to learn how to help other people to do it on on their own. So this is uh, my hope that many people can very quickly use this method and use it for their transformation. And this is how each person can contribute to the planet, to the world, to betterment of the life here, as well at the same time transform themselves. Because how how else can we contribute into the world if we don't transform, first of all, our own energies? Right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, before we continue on with this uh, discussion and before Mata uh, starts talking about the seven stages, I'm going to take us through a meditation. And this meditation is not only going to relax you, um, and not only will it assist in opening up your heart more than it is, But wherever you are right now, whatever is troubling you, if you have any pain, um, I will just guide you through and you'll see what's about to happen. Because the reason why I am doing this, number one, my guides have um, guided me to do this. And number two, they want it done so that you can receive everything that Mata will be bringing forth, okay? So we're going to take you out of whatever you are in. And uh, before we start, I want each of you to ask your mind to just step aside for the next, oh, let's say 15 minutes, just to step aside so that you can be in complete silence and your mind will stop 
chattering and thinking about this and thinking about that. The only thing you will be focused on is hearing my voice and doing whatever you're guided to do through my voice. Okay? So ask your mind to step aside and that it will be allowed to come back in afterwards. But right now you need peace and quiet. So we will begin with just taking some deep breaths, breathing deeply through the stomach. And as you bring it up and release it, I want you to like perch your lips and hear your breath. Good. And as you're releasing your breath, you're releasing anything that is in your way, anything that is holding you back, holding you down, stressing you out. So allow your shoulders to just drop and feel your body becoming weightless with each exhalation. And feeling anything that doesn't belong to you, just traveling down through your body and out through your feet. And asking Mother Earth to embrace it. Just release and let it go. Take another deep breath. And release. Everything just flowing down through your body, out through your feet, and Mother Earth is embracing it all, transmuting it into love and light. Take one more deep breath. Breathe in and release. Now we will go to our heart. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I'm asking you to open up even more than you are open. And just give it a few seconds to respond. Filling your heart with joy. It's happy that it's being recognized, that it's being acknowledged. And feel your heart opening up. And now with your heart open, whatever pain you have, whatever has been troubling you, I want you to step into it. Do not think about it. Just step into it, right into the center of it. And whatever happens, allow it to happen. And just remain there for a few moments. I will channel loving energy as you remain in the center of it, releasing whatever it is you need to release. Mm-hmm. 
For the duration of the program, just remain in this peace. Remain in this openness of receiving and embrace all that is. Thank you for being. Thank you for all that you are. And thank you for being open to learning, to growing, and to journeying on your path into oneness. Mata? Yes. Um, maybe now we can just flow right on into the purpose of the ego and then into the seven stages. Well, the purpose of the ego is, first of all, to help us create an energy field, a bubble around our energy, just like the eggshell creates that protective field around a developing fetus or, or the womb creates that that um, protective energy field around the developing baby before it's born. The, the ego has a purpose. Many times people... People fight with the ego or, or think that ego is bad. And the first thing to understand is Nothing in existence is good or bad. Everything is there for a purpose just and needed just as it is. So ego is another element of our development that is absolutely necessary and needed. And, of course, we need to understand that when something um, is needed, it's only needed for, for a period of time until it serves its purpose, like the shell, like the womb, it serves its purpose, and then the baby has to be born. And if it stays in the womb, it's going to deteriorate and die. So there's time where the ego needs to be let go of, but it can only be let go of when, once it's ripe and ready and its purpose is fulfilled. And in order to to come to that place of um, understanding that the purpose 
of the ego is fulfilled and it's no longer necessary, it's good to understand that the ego has certain stages it has to go and develop through. Um, and uh, in the book, of course, I describe each step very, very um, in detail. And the stages that we need to go through or the ego needs to go through is obviously the first is formation. Then it needs to strengthen, so it goes through the strengthening phase. And then it goes through suffering because in in the process of its development and strengthening, in a way, it also starts thinking or or the spirit starts thinking that I am the ego. So when we get identified, and this is, again, normal, when we get identified with the ego thinking, I am it, so then there comes a the part of the strengthening. This is my body. This is my space. This is my, um, you know, this is how I think. This is what I like, which what I don't like, etc. Then comes a moment where suddenly the... The, the developing ego, and again, um, when I say ego, we also need to put the similarity between the ages that we go through, uh, from our childhood to to teenage years, young adult, adult. So th- the development of the ego also corresponds to the ages that we go through in our lifespan. And um, then once we start interacting with other people or other egos, then the suffering phase comes in because then we see that the world does not revolve around me. There's other people and I have to share and I have to be considerate and and uh, I can't just have everything for myself and the way I want. There's certain things I need to compromise if I want to live in and um, you know, live with others, etc. So the ego goes through the suffering stage till it's ready to enter the, the compl- contemplation stage where it starts contemplating that, w- asking questions, what is, why is things happening the way they're happening? What is uh, my life all about? Why am I experiencing this pain? Why am I suffering? So the contemplation phase is related to the mind that starts asking questions. And then comes the introspection stage, which is understanding that I need to look inside to find the answers. I cannot really find the answers on the outside because nobody knows me better than I know myself. So I need to look inside to find the answers. And once we start looking inside, and it's all to do with the ego. Ego is still doing those things. And, of course, um, ego is not simply, there's not, it's not like we only live in the ego. There is consciousness that develops simultaneously. So when I talk about the development stages of the ego, I also talk about the stages of consciousness that develop simultaneously. As the ego develops, consciousness develops hand in hand. And the consciousness is a part of us that knows, okay, now I need to do some healing work. And um, I understand I have this um, pain and uh, things happened in my life 
and I understand that I have to do something about it myself. So then we start looking for healing. And this is where we start coming closer to the transcendence, which is the the last phase, where once the ego is healed, and I was saying like all the holes are closed and the wounded ego becomes a healthy um, ego and gets to understand that I'm an individual and I'm responsible for my life and I cannot blame anyone for what happens because I create my own reality. That's the the state where ego is completely healed. And then the last stage would be transcendence, which is understanding that in order to know the truth, in order to know the universal cosmic truth, I need to let go of the ego because then the seeker understands that the ego is the barrier, that it's lived its purpose, I need to let this go now. And that's where we say, thy will be done. That's where we let go of our personal will and let the will of existence, uh, uh, God, whatever you might want to call it, take take over so take basically we we say i surrender so in that surrendering and this is what uh, jesus did on the cross when he said um thy will be done so he let go of his personal personal um everything personal basically and said because before he was saying why why um are you forsaking me and then the moment he sees that Actually, this is another test, and the next step he needs to take is to surrender. The moment he surrenders and he says, Thy will be done, that's where the transcendence and resurrection and transformation happens. So these are the the stages, and every single person goes through them, and we're not separate in that sense. We all go through the same steps. And this is once we recognize that, I'm not separate, that we're all in it together, then it becomes easier to go through those phases. Then we can help each other. That's where we start opening our heart. And the opening of the heart happens once we go through the lower chakras and start transforming those chakras because our life force is... Um, in, in Eastern tradition, they divide the body into seven chakras, main chakras, which are which are the energy centers that are like transformation chambers for our energy from ego state into consciousness. And uh, once we go through those chakras and we allow them to purify and transform, then the energy, the life force, is able to move through those chakras and that's how it reaches from the first up to the to the seventh and that's uh, how we move from sex to super consciousness from the first chakra to the last chakra and understand that I'm not um I'm not separate I'm one with God I'm one with existence so this is the this is the process and the thing is that the moment we look inside and start journeying this journey of purification, it's actually so exciting. And many people don't um, really understand that 
it's the most exciting thing to do this inner work, to explore yourself. It's it, if if you just think, well, I want my pain to go away and I want to be fixed, then you're missing the opportunity of this joy that will arise out of discovery. Every step that we discover something new about ourselves, there is this incredible joy that comes in and this is where the true power comes in also. And this is where true love and understanding and compassion comes in as well without really working hard at it. So mm-hmm. that's the process. And um, it took seven years for me to write this book because I wanted to create a very step-by-step map for people to have um, to have a focus, to keep a focus, to understand that these are the steps. And the steps are... It's, it's it's a wave, so we go through ups and downs when we go through those seven peaks and valleys as we travel through those seven transformation chambers as the energy develops and purifies itself. So that's that's the process, and of course, mm-hmm. um, it's always helpful to have tools that can help us with that process of transformation. That's why there are many tools in the book as well that I've... Mm-hmm. Incorporated, as you mentioned earlier, uh, many exercises and uh, there's active meditations that I'd like to also use and incorporate, as well as the healing method, uh, which the abbreviated way version is DM. That's what we call it, Dalian method DM. So that's uh, another tool which very quickly helps to actually. Um, anyone practicing it within a very short hour to start purifying all those seven chakras or um, the, whatever pain and whatever illness is in the body, it's all energetic. It's all to do with those repressed thoughts, emotions. So it helps to quickly release those so transformation can happen quickly and this movement of energy can happen very quickly. So um, that's that's the only way that I know that through my experience of I've been working with people already for over 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen that many people who come to me actually they come from having already done a lot of work before and they still feel stuck because the body needs to be incorporated in the work the awareness needs to be fully in the body so that the real change and permanent change can happen and this work these tools do that so the the healing method does that it helps to bring awareness deeper into the body Right. You know, I, I want to share a few things uh, with the listeners in hopes that they can experience it also. Um, as I was uh, started, just even just started reading your book, and especially uh, what the editor wrote, um, I put the book down and I went outside. And when I went outside, it was totally different than what I normally perceive because I was still in, uh, I'm going to say, my spiritual state. And this is why I asked everybody to stay inside their spiritual state during this program because after the program is over, 
Um, I would love it if you could just step outside or go to the uh, park or to the beach or to something where there's nature uh, or just to your backyard but outside of being inside. And uh, I'm asking you to do this because when I did it, when I stepped outside, I opened the door, and it was like the entire universe was waiting for me to step outside. And I felt the energy of my mother. And my mother uh, passed away about 17 years ago. And the first thing that just came to me, and all I did was open the door, was mom. And I was like, hi, mom. And my mother was a very, very loving and gentle person. So it may not be your mother, but whoever was close to you, whoever showed you love, whoever embraced you, whoever comes to you, that person is doing the same thing, giving you love. And then take that love and just, you know, just put it out into the universe and I did that, and it was like the, the, the sky, the clouds, everything just came back and embraced me. And, oh, my God, it was just an awesome feeling. But it doesn't go away. That's the beauty of it. Um, today um, I went outside again, and just stepping outside the energy again, I looked up to the sky, and I just said, hello, I love you too. And I said, hello to the universe. I love you too. And in doing so, they were giving love back to me also. And then I decided, you know what, I have to bring all that loving energy indoors so that I don't have to always step outside, but it will be indoors. And uh, I went back to reading Mata's uh, book again uh, last night, and I had this well, it didn't happen immediately, but I had went out, and uh, as I was out, a sharp pain came in right over my left eye. And it wasn't a headache, but just a sharp, piercing pain. And it slowly traveled down the left side of my face. So at first I was like, oh, and then I said, no, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to be with it. I'm going to be in the now, not in the past, not in the future, but right now. So I stayed with it. And then when I came back home, I sat down, and I said, okay, now I'm going to step into it because it, was, it started increasing again. So I stepped into this pain, and when I stepped into it, it went away. I mean, it was instant. It went away. And as I stayed in it, this beautiful glowing, it was a golden light, brighter than the sun. And it was round, but it was like star-shaped because it had all these spikes coming out. I mean, it was absolutely mesmerizing. And I just received everything it gave to me. And then when I stepped back out, the pain was still there, but it was subtle. It wasn't as strong. And then I just relaxed and I said, you know what? For the rest of the evening, I'm just going to 
be. So I decided I was not going back to the computer. I was not going to do any more healing work. I was, wasn't going to do anything, just be. And uh, about an hour or so after that, I went to bed, and um, when I woke up this morning, I felt very, very good, at peace, and the pain that was there is not there. And when I went outside, the loving energy was still embracing me. And that's when I said, okay, this energy is coming inside. I have a lot of loving energy. I have angels and guides and everything else you want to name all around me. But it's like I'm expanding more and more and more. So when you step into it, everything expands, and anything that doesn't belong to you or that's not right for you, it just transmutes itself. You know, because you're not holding on to it, you're letting it go. So I wanted to share that with you so that when this program is over, that you will be able to go and do the same just from hearing what Mata and myself are saying to you. Because it's there for you. And it's waiting for you to embrace it and to be open and to step into you into your beingness. Um, there was a few things I made notes of. Um, oh, one thing Amada said, reflecting what is within us. And that's when I had stated earlier that it's a how-to manual on transforming your con- your unconscious into consciousness. And her editor he wrote, the only way to be free is to face the truth. So when you're stepping into whatever is going on in your life, you are facing the truth. You're not being judgmental. You're not allowing your mind to decide and tell you what's going on. You're not using old beliefs that probably are not for you anyway and that no longer work, but you are facing the truth. And another thing, um, his, the editor, his name is Jesse, he said. Jesse said his, when his mother died, and she died at a very young age, and she said half her life, you know, was just getting through life, and then the other half was um, basically um, ending And she said to him, her last words were to him, never live your life in a shell. And it took him many, many, many years before he understood this, but he finally did understand it. And in in the book, you will also read where Mata says, healing and experiencing your truth doesn't have to be a struggle. And this this is why I'm sharing with you, if you just be open to receive and step into whatever is going on now, you have to leave the past behind because it's not serving you. And the future is not here yet. But what you're living in is the here and now. And that is your truth, no matter what anyone else says. You're not 
focusing on what other people are saying. You're focusing on you. You're here, you're now, you're being, you're truth. And you'll be amazed at what happens. I just want to share all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, beliefs are what the problem is, you see. The, the, the problem is that we need to understand that Beliefs are like programs. You take a computer and you program a computer, and it's going to run. The moment you turn on the computer, it's going to run based on whatever programs are imprinted in in whatever programs you're running. And if you don't want to run the program, what you have to do is you have to go delete the program. Otherwise, it's going to keep running. So our beliefs are the same. When they're in the body... You have to go into the beliefs to delete them. And it does not happen mentally because the mind creates the beliefs. The mind is the problem. So the only way to get into the beliefs is actually to to disidentify, or the only way to erase those beliefs is to disidentify from them. And how do we disidentify from a belief? Because if we're identified, we're like in... in underneath the clouds and thinking, well, this is life. This is how life is. There's no sunshine and it's all clouds. And the beliefs are nothing but clouds. So the the way to really erase or, or go through those beliefs and, and dismantle them, disidentify from them, is to go through them. Like when you go in the airplane, and you're in the middle of the clouds. All you see is clouds, and you don't really see any sun. And you, if you've never been in the airplane and come out of the clouds, you don't know that there's a point where you can actually come out of the clouds and suddenly everything is clear. So the ego, the beliefs, which are associated with the ego, are those clouds. And one way is to go through them. And uh, pain is is a, a great indicator that uh, it's actually a friend that says, well, pay attention, look here, because here is something that you're going to see. And it's wonderful that you sat with the pain and you felt it because that's the only way to transcend it, to transform it. And if you hadn't and you had taken a, you know, a, a pill or try to repress it, then you wouldn't have had the experience you had. So therefore, it's really important to pay attention at pain, illness, whatever uh, ailments we emotional or mental experiencing, and really go into it, go deeper to understand what is this all about. And with that attitude, then it's very easy to come to that sudden aha moment, then you go, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I, I'm not this. I'm not the pain. I'm, I'm, uh, this is where you disidentify, the, the, disassociate with the pain. Suddenly you realize that this was, there was something else hiding behind this pain that I wasn't aware of. And, you know, many times also, wh- why we feel pain? Because we hold back. We hold back on living life. We hold back on things we're afraid. So fear is what what creates 
most of our pain. And fear is what forces us to hold back our energy in, and hold back on participating in life, living it fully, exploring it fully. So fear and ultimately the fear of death is what we need to work with because um, when we come to that moment of physical death, before we come to that moment of physical death, there there are steps that we need we we go through moment to moment where we die to the past. We die the moment we exhale. We're we're throwing something out. So the breath that we took in that helped us to to bring some life in. The next second we're exhaling it. We're we're letting it go. So we need to learn in life that life is is. Um, Inhalation, exhalation, and it's a process. You can't hold on to things. So if we hold on to fear and stop our breath, then, of course, we freeze our energy. Then we're not able to to say goodbye to the past. We're not able to just be in the present, in the now. To be in the now, we need to actually see all those things that force us to hold back our energy, force us to hold back on our um, creativity or our, our strength on, on things we want to do in life. And this is the process. This is the process of transcending transcending the, the limited world that we're accustomed in living or, or thinking this is the world and stepping into something completely different stepping into the the cosmic world because a lot of my teaching is to do with that cosmic consciousness with awareness that we're not just you know on this planet and this is not just um that's it so we are the planet itself is part of many planets and many stars and many uh, solar systems that exist in the universe and the whole universe is our home we're not mm-hmm. just this is not just you know yes we're living right now on the planet earth and we have an opportunity to to explore and to grow but we need to come to that cosmic awareness that i'm a cosmic being i'm not just limited to this earth or to this solar system the whole universe belongs to me. The whole universe is my home. And in order to get there, we need to go through those fears, and especially the fear of death. We need to, to transcend that fear. And once we get to see that I do not die, my body would die, but I right. never die. So mm-hmm. once we get to see that, this is true freedom. This is true freedom to love, to live, to to share, to be, and this is the only way to be in the present. Then you go understand. You understand that everything that happened is already gone. It's in the past. I don't need to dwell on it. I can let it all go, and and explore what's in the present that existence brings me. And then the future, I don't know yet. It's not there yet. So I live moment to moment. When the future happens, it happens in the now also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, to me, you know, I think if we get to that understanding as collectively on this planet that we are cosmic mm-hmm. beings, we're not just 
limited to this earth. Right. Then, then that fear of aliens will disappear, the fear of disappear, you know, sort of like disappearing will disappear. Um, then we'll start celebrating life that we're given. We'll start mm-hmm. celebrating the earth that it gives us so much instead of abusing it and taking advantage of it. And, you know, instead of going and killing each other for a piece of land, we understand mm-hmm. that we don't need to do that. We can enjoy, we can benefit, we can um, actually enhance life on Earth because I'm only here temporarily. Mm-hmm. I don't want to destroy it. I want to create. I want to. I want to make something. I want to leave it behind a little bit more beautiful than when I came in. Right. And this is what I, you know, try to do. I mean, like over. This is a 201 now program for 200 programs. It's all about the mind, the body, the soul. And I I can't even count how many times I have said the body is just a costume. It's a building that inhouses your spirit because we are all spiritual beings and we are here to experience and to learn lessons. And... um. I want to mention one of the things you wrote. You said truth begins uh, asking the most fundamental questions. And you hear three of them. Um, Why am I here? Why do I do what I do? And what will happen to me when I die? Now, I'm going to read them again because you might want to write these questions down. And then ask them again and be very, very truthful, whatever comes forward. There is no right or wrong. So I'm going to say them again. Why am I here? Why do I want, why do I want what I do? And what will happen to me when I die. And one more question, which probably should go first, is who am I? Yeah, who am I? Because now, till you find yeah. till till we find that who am I, then then um then we're still in the dark. And it's not based on what others say you are. Mhm. That's not who you are. It's not even who you were taught because you have to understand and and realize that your parents or your guardians or whoever raised you, including your teachers and whoever else, they only could teach you what they learned, and it's been passed forward. And this is a new generation. This is a new time, a new life. So it may have been okay back then, but it's not okay now. And it's not yours. It was theirs. So what you are all about is finding what is right for you. And that's a biggie. That's a biggie. Mata, what would you say about that? Well, um, I think we've we've said quite a bit here, and what I'd yeah. like to emphasize is that 
Um, those questions, even though we ask, as I described, the steps, the contemplation, the introspection. So in order for anyone to really become a knower, we need an experience. We can't really know the truth with the mind because the mind is the problem. The mind, I usually call it ego mind because the mind is part of the ego. And the inner knower is part of the consciousness. And in order to become a knower, we need to have experience. It's like when you say, you know, you ask somebody, well, who's never loved, never experienced love, you say, what is love? They're not going to know. But the moment they, or they can try to, to describe based on what they've read, but the moment they experience it, then they know. And it's almost like difficult even to express what is love, but you know it because you've experienced it. The same thing is about knowing who you are. Once you experience your inner truth, you become a knower. And this is where then you can you can step on your, you know, uh, step into your own power and stand on your own two feet and sing your own song. So, and to experience there's many tools that have been brought to humanity, and East knows this very well, and West is catching up with it, that there are absolutely, we need to we use some tools. One of the very major tools is meditation. And what does meditation do is help you to come in, to look inside, to by watching your breathing, by watching your inhalation, exhalation, you pull your energies more inwards. So that's the the most ancient tool, one of the uh, important tools, meditation. Another way to experience things that has been used also as as a tool for a very, very long time since humanity is in existence, is dancing. There's the tribal dancing. People, through dances and tribal dances, they experience those states of trance and experience the state of jumping out of the ego because they start experiencing energy moving in the body and recognizing that I'm not just the mind, I'm also this energy that moves inside me and, and certain things start to happen. So so dancing is another beautiful tool if we do the dancing with that focus being inwards. And there's nowadays, there's the active meditations, which is something that has helped me personally on my own journey. Uh, there's the active meditations devised by Osho, which are extremely powerful, and they've been devised for our modern lifestyle because it's hard to just sit silently and quiet the mind. So those active meditations help for you to move the body, to move the energy, release the stress from the body. And then when you sit down, because it has several phases in it, when you uh, sit down in in one of the phases of the meditation, then it's easy to immediately start feeling that peaceful place inside, that center inside, that emptiness inside that is present. And it's easy to experience the now and the present once you've done, if you've involved the body and you've um, actually released some of the stress.
stressors out of the body. And um, I don't know if you had a chance to do the No Yes Active Meditation that um, 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 before we started this interview, but that's one of the meditations also. It's an active meditation Mm -hmm. that helps people. For example, when we say to somebody who has got a lot of pent-up emotions and, and some anger and, you know, stress, and and we say to somebody, well, just relax, they go, well, I can't relax. My body is full of stress. So this mm-hmm. meditation helps to release that stress simply by saying no, you know, and we have repressed so much. Many times we want to say no to things and we say yes to them, even though mm-hmm. we want to say no. So all those repressions get released through this active meditation called No Yes. And the the, uh, the information could be found on my website, com. So you can see how the body relaxes, and then there is the sil- silent space where you can sit down and really feel that peace, the presence that, that we read in books and many people want to get to. And then the third phase where you can actually feel that authentic yes coming through, where you say yes, where you feel the yes to your life, to your, to whatever life brings you. And this is real because it's not in, in the mind. It's something that you experience. And only experience that would help you to come closer to knowing who you are. Obviously, mind can never know it can never tell it, it it the mind is something that is just a shield around the energy around the consciousness so therefore mind cannot know what consciousness is consciousness is within the knowing is within and to come to that we have to go through experience mhm mhm well, I listened to your introduction with the no yes meditation, and I also uh, I didn't go through the whole process because I had to wait until my grandson and daughter left today because, you know, um, the way it's done, you for half an hour you just say no, 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 and anything that comes up you might end up shouting, you might end up crying, but everything that you wanted to say no to, you just let it out. You don't hold it in. You don't repress it anymore. And as you say no, things will start to come up one after the other, one after the other. It might make you angry. You don't really have an idea of what is going to to come forward and present itself. So, um, and then after uh, that, you wait 15 minutes quiet, and and then you go into the yes, and uh, again, things will present itself that you either wanted to say yes to, wish you had said yes to, or did say yes to. And, uh, you, you know, you might find some happiness, and then you'll find yourself totally going the opposite way, being happy, being joyful, uh, dancing around the room, uh, again, you know, shouting, um, whatever. But the main thing is not to repress anything that comes up, which is really good. Another important thing I feel that you really should know is that it comes off in layers. So it's not a one-time thing because – 
it's happened not only in this lifetime, but over generations and generations and generations that have brought forth and things that have been placed on you. So you will have to do this, you know, quite a few times to release the layers. But as the layers lift up, you will feel them lifting because you will feel lighter. You will become more aware, more knowing, more knowledgeable. And, yes, so just let it happen and say, yes, I'm talking to a person in the chat room. They're commenting. Yeah, and also one thing I'd like to mention, too, once, once the transformation happens, it's permanent. It's it's yeah. like once you transform a layer, it's permanent. And another thing, all the meditations, the active meditations, including the no yes, so the meditations by Osho and including the no yes, they all come with specific music that has been devised for the meditation. And music is very important because it helps to to trigger some of those emotions. Music helps to move uh, and vibrations of the music help with the meditation too, and and with the, with the no no um, part of the music actually it took almost a year for me to work with a musician to get the exact music the vibrations that would help mm-hmm. with this process and the the yes the same thing it has the kind of music that uplifts you so um, I would highly recommend whoever wants to do the meditations. To, to do them with the music that's already been devised for those meditations. Right. I told them the CD is on your website, right? They are, yes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's totally. You know, the funniest thing that um, I learn every time I do a program, um, a, so much of this I've been doing since I can remember, but I never had a name for it. I just did it, you know. And one of them was just letting it out. Like if I got stressed or just sometimes I just felt like screaming. And my children were raised with me just being me. I never tried to hold back on them or hide anything. And I would say, uh, and and I realized how much they really accepted me because one day I said, you know what, I just... Uh, I think she got cut off, really? so I'll, yeah. Oh, oh no, Okay, no, you're here. back, you're back. Okay. Oh, okay. I couldn't you know hear what? a few things you said there. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, okay. I was saying, what, what part did you not hear? Uh, you were talking about your children, and then it, uh, then I couldn't oh, hear. Oh, okay. Oh, I got a little relaxed. I sat back because I started talking about my children, and I sat back. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was saying that, um, you know, at one point, um, I wanted to scream, and uh, and I just, instead of doing it, I said, I said, you know, I feel like screaming. And my children said, well, mom. For being me and what I needed to do to become more of me, you know. And they said, if that's what you need to do, do it. Do what you need to do. And... Uh, they were raised this way, so they do the same thing, whatever they need to do to be themselves. And I said, as long as you're not hurting anyone and it's benefiting you and it's for your your higher, you know, self, then you do it. And this is how yeah. they do it. And and now my um, 
I have a grandson, and my daughter said to me, Mommy, would you teach him everything that you know? And I said, most definitely, most definitely. So I'm honored that my children totally accept me as I am, and I don't have to hide because growing up, I had to hide all this. I had to pull it back because people didn't understand it and they thought it was strange and everything else. Yeah, and it's a really important point. And what I'd like to say is that, you know, everybody feels there's moments of frustration, there's moments of anger. And then what we do is because we don't know any other outlet, we throw that out on, on other people and on our environment. So this is also another very beneficial point where with those active meditations, you can actually do this in your own space without throwing your frustration. You can scream because the meditations actually, some of them encourage you to do that. Mm-hmm. So you could do that on, in your own space, um, in your in your own time, without really bringing that frustration, throwing that frustration on others, especially kids, because they, you know, even though they're compassionate and they love you, still they don't need to go through through that. And it's actually great to model this. And you know, if we had those tools, if we were taught those tools in school, it would have been so great. But we were not mm-hmm. taught that there's tools you can use and you can model your children that if you're angry, be yourself. Don't throw it on anybody, but here's a tool. Use this and use the opportunity to to become conscious with what makes you frustrated or angry. Because the mm-hmm. moment you become conscious, then you come closer to yourself and you know that, okay, you'll see something. You'll have an aha moment to realize that, oh, I I can do this, I've been holding back and, and I can actually stop holding back and I don't have to get angry or maybe life is really challenging and you feel like you're overburdened with a lot of responsibilities. So this is the time to release some of that steam out in a more um, way that you could do it by yourself in your own space with some tools like this and you don't have mm-hmm. to you know, bring it out to to people that you love. So th- this is where we need to start learning that just like we learn how to read, we also need to learn how to use these tools that have been used through generations, through, you know, they're ancient, ancient tools to help people to come closer to knowing who they are. Yeah. So... That's the part of education that we need, we, we don't have. And I have to tell you something that children are extremely intelligent, extremely yeah. perceptive. <laughs> and and not only that, if you bring those little tools to children, which I have been doing, I work with children as well, they immediately, can you imagine how a child Imagine a child that can have an experience of their inner peace and inner inner truth at that age. As an example, just let me give you a, a small example with my niece. I taught her um, a small meditation. She 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 um, they said that she was well. I was visiting in um, in California, and they said that she was hyperactive and she she. Um, you know, she was doing yoga to just calm herself, etc. 
But this kid is full of energy, full of life, and she's, you know, like the um, label that that put on kids, ADD, ADHD, ADHD. It's the kids who have a lot of energy, and they can't just focus and sit still for too long. Right. And for those kids... Um, she's she's one of those kids that that has a lot, a lot of energy. So you can't really put them in a little box. So I taught her a little meditation, and she did that. And then I talked to her a month later, and I said, "So um, how's your meditation going?" She says she's going really good. So I said, "What do you feel uh, when you do that?" She said. Well, I discovered that there is a place inside me that is always peaceful and is always still. And I could go mm-hmm. there whenever I want using this mm-hmm. tool. Awesome. Awesome. Isn't it? I yeah. know my grandson said something very profound. And and he's only five years old. And someone had said something to him. Why was he the way he was? And he just looked at them and very calmly said, because God made me this way. And I was like, wow. That's that's the new generation. that's the new generation. You know, that's awesome. I yes. have somebody somebody on my um on, on online course, somebody from England that's doing my 8-week online course, and she passed on some of the things she learned with uh, the DM, uh the the healing method to her little 6-year-old. And and she said, like he was, he was a little bit, you know, he was not feeling good. He had a cold sore, and so she did the um, exercise with him. And within minutes, before she even finished, he sat there in in very peaceful state, folded his hands, and he said, "I am peace." Yes. And 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 it's incredible, a six-year-old, you know. Mm-hmm. And that kind of foundation, like what you're saying with your grandchild, it's so beautiful. I love hearing that kind of stories because yeah. kids are, this is the new generation that's going to change this world. It's the generation that already knows. And we have to keep in mind as adults to help them not to forget because we knew that too. Every adult now sometime was a child and we knew that this place existed. We knew that we were peace. We knew, you know, we, we were that stillness and, and um, th- there was a place inside that we can always come to. But because nobody taught us, we forgot. So now it's our responsibility to teach our children. And, of course, how we teach them is by first finding that place ourselves as, mm-hmm. as adults, we have to uh, undo all the things we've learned and then pass it on to our children because children are that new generation. They're the future, and they're the one who are going to create, to make this world, to change this world from what it, it was, change it from the world of, you know, fight and war and killing into into a world of enjoyment and life and celebration of life. Know that they are accepted for who they are, and they're not told that oh you're making up stories or you don't really see that or you can't do that. 
um, they become who they are meant to be much earlier. Well, they find their inner inner gifts, of course, earlier, or at least they know how to look for them. And and as they grow older, you know, they go through their normal teenage years that um, everybody needs to go through. And then by the time they come to the finishing school, they know exactly what they're going to do. They they're not sort of fishing with their head whether I should do this or that, they know exactly what they want to do and they do it. And as a result, they save themselves a whole lifetime of trial and error and they come straight to living their purpose and and manifesting it. And as a result, instead of accumulating pain, they'll start sharing their joy. So children is definitely children are our future and we need to we need to be very very mindful to provide that foundation for them the right foundation for them and the way we could do that is by starting to clear out the cobwebs that that are stopping us from finding the same place Hello? Yes, I'm here. Okay, okay. The call was dropped. <laughs> I had a call back in. I, see. I was Welcome. like, I hope she keeps talking. <laughs> no, the call was well, dropped. Well, I think that challenge was few, good. Yeah. <laughs> a few moments uh, left. And, uh, oh, uh, someone in the chat room wrote that we both definitely helped them lose their fear. And they said thank you. And because uh, I was just about to say, if anyone wanted to ask a question on the phone line, you have to hit one and you raise your hand and then I'll open your line. Uh, the uh, person. Uh, you're there? Uh, you're getting cut off. I don't know if. Uh... Oh, it says we can. Am you hear me now? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Um, so I I just told the person they was asking where to do this, you know, uh, the meditation, and I told them to do it wherever they're comfortable because they're doing it for themselves. Well, anybody who is close to New York. Um, I'll be in New York's New York Omega Institute. Um, um, okay. I, I have like a five-day workshop. Five-day workshop at Omega at the end of July, and we're going to do all the meditations uh, as well as the self-healing um, Dalian method. So that would be a really good place to explore that um, and do a lot of work very quickly. And of course, I have. Um, that there's the um, schedule of events website, on my website, right? yeah, and uh, and anybody who likes to sign up for the newsletter can get updates and also get a free uh, 
power shake recipe, which is uh, also very helpful to boost up some energy in the morning. And uh, one one other thing I forgot to mention that there's another special on my website with the purchase of the book and the CD, the No Yes, and the uh, In Search of the Miraculous book. People can sign up for a free teleclass with me, and then they can ask questions where I could look at um, the questions, look into their energy, and give them some guidance. All right, I think she probably got cut off again, so while we're waiting for her, uh, anyone who'd like to uh, check it out, you can go to madadalian.com. That's M-A-D-A-D-A-L-I-A-N.com. Okay. I'm back in time to say thank you for being here. It was an honor and a pleasure. And like you said, we gave out a lot of information, a wealth of information, which I hope everybody puts to use. And I do hope they go to your website and look at your event that's taking place in Omega, your book, uh, the CDs, because they are really, really awesome, really awesome tools to work with. So, Mata, there's only uh, a minute to go. Is there anything you would like to say before we close? Well, like you said, we 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 said a lot. We covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was it was a great show. So well, conversation, <laughs> and hopefully people got or will get when they hear later mm-hmm. some reminders or some well, little tools. Yeah. So it goes global. So many, many people, I mean, they click on and hundreds into the thousands I've heard where people have listened to the programs and accessed it through various avenues because once it hit iTunes, that so Yeah, and congratulations on your on your long career doing this. So 201st show today, so congratulations. And thanks for having me having me as a, a co-host on your show. Well, thank you for having taken the time to be one. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it and hope you come back again. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye okay, for thanks. now. Bye-bye.